There's a version of spirituality crafted by capitalism, decorated in shiny crystals and perpetuated by Instagram influencers. And then there's a version of spirituality that our ancestors practiced that fostered deep rememberings and activations of the heart, earth, and stars. House of Enlightenedhood is a New Earth cooperative holding a frequency that rewilds spirituality and brings it back to what it was meant to be about all along. Our innate connection with the divine. Oh, and love. Lots of love. I'm Lena Lemos, your host and founder of House of Enlightenedhood. Thank you for joining me on this podcast as we explore the expansiveness and the messiness of reclaiming the human spiritual experience. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you beautiful souls. When I say that, sometimes I feel like Kristen Bell on Gossip Girl. Hello, you Upper East Siders. <laughs> uh, tell me you're a millennial without telling me that you're a millennial. <laughs> Does anyone else just feel like September and October were just a blink of an eye and a blur? I think so many of us on this path who are attuned to the seasons where we are beckoned to slow down and go inward and do the healing have noticed that there has been such intensive healing in the past few months and really the last six months have just been such a blur such a blur. I feel like I'm just on one of those spinning teacup rides that now after being a mom, just spinning in a circle makes me want to puke. I don't know if any of you watch Modern Family, but there's the episode where they go to Disneyland and Phil is on the rides that he used to think were really fun. And now he just wants to puke. That is me with the last few months. And I just feel like I'm spinning and I'm spinning. Then I get off and I get my bearings. I'm like, okay, here I am. And then the ride starts again and I'm spinning and I'm spinning. And so many of us, I think all of us who are on this path and have a certain level of self-awareness and understand, you know, that call that beckons us within to go inward. We've just been in it for the past. I don't know how long, just feels like 2021 has been just in the deep end. And I am continuing to just peel back layers of what it means to be and to be happy and to be enough and to be confident in all that I am. And it's been such an interesting ebb and flow and roller coaster, really. Let's be real. It's a fucking roller coaster of just figuring out who I am in this new season and this new healing and this new understanding. And I think it's this really interesting dichotomy when you get to a certain point on your spiritual journey where you feel super connected to the universe and to to your spiritual existence. And in doing that, to have gotten to that place, you've had to have let go of your human identities and your human understanding and your conditioning of worth and what it means to be successful and happy and joyous. 
And then you get to this point on your spiritual path where you've unwound from so many of those ideas. But now I find myself in a new identity crisis. I want to show up in the spiritual space. I want to help others. I want to serve. I want to do things that light me up and I want to use my gifts. But I also just now I'm in a season where I just want to be. And how do those two things, what's the Venn diagram centerpiece of those things? And it has made me realize that there are so many layers to this, this idea of worth and success, especially when we live in a capitalistic society, especially when we're doing all this work to untangle ourselves from those, those ideas of how we can just exist and be enough and be happy. And so if you're struggling with that right now too, just know that you are not alone and it is really difficult work to unbind yourself from from these human conditioning paradigms that we live in, but also how do you unite that with grace and softness into our spiritual existence to be just one being? I was journaling last week about this. And it was like this, (laughs) I don't want to say entity, but something came over me where I just started writing in like chicken scratch, all caps letters. It is the same. You are one. Everything exists within the container of you. So if you're feeling stuck on labels or your identity, just know that Those are human constructs. Those are man-made constructs. Those are boxes that are asking you to sit inside because that's how society is designed. But you don't have to. You don't have to define yourself. You don't have to be anything that you don't want to be. You don't have to do anything that you think you should just because it makes you more spiritual or more enlightened. The whole point of this path is to be in your essence, be everything that you are and only you know what that means. And only you know how to do that. And I just felt like I needed to remind you of that because I feel like my role is just being the mirror and saying all the things that we are feeling. And my friend Madi yesterday called me the spiritual fairy godmother, (laughs) which I really like. So I'm rolling with that. I'm just going to be your spiritual fairy godmother and just say all the things that we are dealing with and to know that it's okay. There's there's this softening that has happened within me in the past few months, really looking at my spirituality and really looking at the industry of spirituality because so much of the work I've been doing to build House of Enlightenhood has been a new paradigm spiritual container to rid ourselves of these ideals and these values that happened when spirituality became a business. But spirituality isn't a business, it's our existence. And so once we get into this spiritual path, there's unlearning that has to happen on our spiritual journey. And it's much more fluid and much softer than I imagined because in the industry, the current paradigm of spirituality, it's rigid. There's a lot of things that are vilified. There's a lot of black and white when I think life is, this is going to sound sad and you know, I don't mean it in this way when life is really gray, (laughs) it's really colorful and vibrant, but you know what I mean? It's really that in-between space. It's, it's the infinite possibilities. It's not, 
duality is very much a rigid 3D construct where when you move to the fifth dimension, there are infinite possibilities. And when we can look beyond duality and open our hearts to soften and take a step back and see if there are more perspectives than just it being good or bad, I think that's really when we can start to take that next step on our spiritual path. I am really excited for today's interview. If you watched the first episode of my TV show, Spirituality, then you have heard this interview with my dear friend and predictive astrologer, Crystal B. Just to reiterate again about my TV show, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, in May and June was one of those periods where I was off the spinny thing. I felt really ambitious and my inner child needed healing. And I made an episode of a TV show. I recorded interviews for 13 episodes of this TV show with the full intention of this being a full on production. And then life happened and the summer happened. And I realized I don't have the time or the resources to give it the full production value that I want it to have that I put into the first episode. Any of you who are parents know that it is very difficult to find time alone that is quiet. Plus we live in the trees. So to find time that is not only quiet, but also well lit and not shaded by where the sun happens to be, it's just a whole thing. And everything that has happened with the changes with House of Enlightenhood, I knew that these conversations that I had, that I recorded, that I had with all these beautiful souls are so valuable and so important to be shared. And I just had to slightly shift the container that they exist in as well as letting go of that dream of being a TV host for now. I know it will come. I had my one little 33 minutes of fame where I put together and I'm so proud of the show, but I'm also so proud of this podcast and the conversations that can exist within this container because it's really the same container. One just has a lot more editing and a lot more writing that goes into it. But again, it is all with the same intention and the same heart and the same pure, good light and love. So like I said, my dear friend and predictive astrologer Crystal B is on the show today and she is talking about her book, Feed Your Moon. Crystal's book dives into this idea that astrologically we go through skins every 2.3 years in our lives and these skins or seasons dictate certain themes within these seasons. It is a super fascinating idea. And she actually shared it with me during our first podcast interview together. So if you rewind back to, I think it's episode three of this show, we are now on episode 88, I believe. So three years ago, she mentioned this to me while we were doing our first podcast interview and I really wanted to talk to her about it, but she said that I had to wait until her book came out. And I think it's such a beautiful reminder that life is not linear. We have ebbs and flows, ups and downs, amazing chapters, not so great chapters, but in accepting that there will be an ebb and flow to our life, the tide comes in and then it goes out. We can look at our life with more compassion and more love for ourselves and look at it as an opportunity to learn. 
and to grow and to find new ways to cultivate strength and courage and understanding about ourselves. So we will get into this really fun astrological discussion with Crystal B right after this. Oh, wait, one more thing before we go to commercial break. We now have a YouTube channel and I am putting my heart and soul into sharing my wisdom because I know so much of this path for me is about using my voice and speaking my truth. So if spirituality is your thing and you want little nuggets of wisdom, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find it in the description to this episode or you can find us on YouTube at House of Enlightened. Okay, and now roll the mid-reel. House of Enlightenedhood is a spiritual cooperative co-creating a new paradigm of spirituality that returns to our roots. We are a sacred space formed in the union of our soul frequencies. We are a movement to honor and witness the remembrance of our truths. We are a co-creation of divine love. Whether just awakening and in need of support or looking for new ways to serve the collective with your gifts, we invite you to join our heart-centered community. To learn more, visit houseofenlightenedhood.com. Hi! I'm so happy to see you. How are you? Hello. I'm so glad to be here. This is very exciting. I was so um, honored that you asked me to be part of your first episode. Well, you were right there in the beginning with my podcast too. So I, I thought it was only, you know, only perfect that you you were here. We'll have a little Crystal B stamp on. Uh... <laughs> yes. So let's talk about your book because we have been waiting to do this for so long. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful <laughs> as you. it slowly makes its way in the world. And this has just been such a long time coming and I am so excited for you. So tell us about Feed Your Moon. Okay. So um, the the book has, it, it has been a long, a long time coming. It's funny. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and they were like, was this like a pandemic thing? Did you write it in the pandemic? And the, the answer to that is no, this has been in the works for many years before the pandemic. <laughs> if anything, the pandemic slowed me down and getting it, but everything with everything happens the way it should. Um, but the book is, it's called Feed Your Moon, and it really is my special cocktail for the recipe of self-discovery that I talk to with my clients. And I have clients all over the world. I have been um, a practicing astrologer for, gosh, it's almost 14 years now. So I've talked to a lot of people and I really understand the questions that people ask and the the way of um, looking at your astrology in order to decode your story. And because I feel like there's more to your story. And so this book really helps you to decode how you can understand, you know, all the different parts to you. And one of the my favorite marker for really understanding not only who we are, but how we're evolving and how we're changing. Because I really will always, um, I will, you know, debate the person or negate the person that says we don't change. Like, I don't believe that. When I look at our charts, like we are always changing and it actually can boil down to every, we change every approximately 2.3 years on average. Um, and it, 
The starting place always begins with your moon and where your moon was when you were born. And um, it evolves and it changes. So my moon was in Sagittarius when I was born. And over the course of, um, and again, some of our moons, it depends on where your moon was. Like my moon was in the later stages. So I quickly then transitioned into Capricorn And then I went into Aquarius and then Pisces and I went through every single sign, but that happens to all of us. And so over the course of 27 years, we go through every single sign. First of all, I didn't know you were Sagittarius moon because I am too. Yes. So that's so fascinating. And yeah, when you brought this up to me, what was it two years ago now? Like this is just mind blowing. And I remember it might have you, even been three years ago. Yeah, you came into my original. You came into the original Astropad. I remember you telling this to me. And when you were going through, well, actually, let's rewind because you kind of did told me this without actually telling it to me when you did my chart. And I remember so vividly you telling me that I was going into my Aquarius stage, and that I, I believe the phrase you used was that I was going to start attracting weirdos, but in the best way possible. I was like, yes, I can't wait because that's my jam. And the the idea of these skins and these astrological skins has stuck with me ever since. And I remember asking you when we did the podcast, and we were like, can we please talk about this? And you're like, no, not yet. Wait for my book to come out. So I'm just so excited to talk about it now because the idea of it is just so fascinating. And I completely agree that we're always changing and evolving. And especially those of us who are much more self-aware, whether you want to call it being on the spiritual path, when you have that type of, you know, drive for personal development and growth, it's, it's very apparent that we are always evolving and we're always changing. We also have these really interesting seasons of our lives that have certain themes. And I think when the skins reflect each, like it, it is a season. I mean, I call it a skin, but each skin or season or phase is very representative of each of the 12 signs of the Zodiac. And it's fascinating to me that before Aquarius, I was in Capricorn and that's when I went into my entrepreneurial skin. And when I started yeah. Enlightenhood and started, you know, start this whole mission and this whole project two and a half years ago. And so Building. it's amazing to me how much, you know, how much truth there is to that. There is. And, and, and look, I am... I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't put something out there or talks or, or, or be so passionate about it. Um, unless I saw it working, like this is some, this is not a tool that I've dreamed up. It's a tool that has been used for thousands of years. I just have chosen to focus on it a lot with my clients. Like if you've ever come to a personal reading with me, my clients know that I I talk to them about many different things, but I have a skin discussion in there. I have a discussion about, you know, what phase you're in and how to be mindful because I really, I am a predictive astrologer, but I'm also a mindful one. Meaning like, yeah, we can, I can share with you where you're going to go next and what you should prepare for. But you also have to use your current skin to your advantage Yeah, because there is, um, the universe puts you in, I call them clothes too. Like I like to, sometimes when I explain it to people, I explain it like you go out shopping and you buy a whole new wardrobe, but you know, you're wearing those clothes, you're wearing that skin in order to attract the energy 
but also, you know, like put it out into the world as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I love that you brought up the term mindful about it because I think we live in such a instant gratification society and to know that these skins are, you know, span over two years and that this theme is kind of going to extend through our life throughout a few years. I think can help us approach it mindfully because yeah. I know for me, especially when I've been on the spiritual path, I'm like, I want to grow now. I want to evolve now. Like, can it happen yet? Like universe, please activate me. But we, we forget that time takes time like on this earth plane and that we kind of have to it go does. through it and grow through it. So I love, yes. you know, having this idea that like, okay, this is the next two and a half years of my life. How can I use it to my advantage and grow from it? And that's, that is my core belief. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, but it works if you work it, you know, if you, and I've really taken the time to understand each of these phases and each of these skins. And it, it doesn't just affect us personally. It affects our relationships. Mm. It affects the people that we connect with. We all know, like, there's been people that you've met and, you know, maybe they're just a phase, right? You, you stay with them for just a few years or, and you're like, what the heck was that about? But it was part of the skin. It was part of the, you needed them for a reason. There was a purpose to your connection, but some people we do, we do keep for the long haul, but you need that the skin that you're in, when you attract these influences, these people that are necessary for your path, it really does reflect, you know, the skin that you're in at the time that that happens. So let's talk about this beautiful photo shoot that you did in launch with your book that I was so honored to be a part of where you chose people who were each in the 12 different skins. Yes. Did a beautiful photo shoot that reflected the essence and the elements of that skin. Celestina Ando. She did an amazing job. And I'm going to put the pictures up on the screen, but they're just... When we did the Zoom call to go over that, my mind was just blown because everyone's, you know, essence, it was just so beautiful. And I have to say my favorite one is Virgo. Together, Amy and I have followed her skins for many years. So she is, she's always been one of my greatest supporters with my astrology. So, and she understands the concept because we have a story for every one of her skins. But the I, I do want to share a little bit about the photo collection because it, it really was something really special and unique that was formed in the heart of the pandemic because I knew yes. that I was publishing the book in 2021. Um, so I needed to do a lot of things in 2020. And even though the pandemic slowed me down, like I still was moving forward with a lot of things behind the scenes. And it was actually in February of 2020, I think, where I asked everybody to be part of the shoot. And I knew that things were going to be very restricted. I wanted to do it in um, August. It was very important to me from an astrological perspective to do it in August. And um, I also knew that travel restrictions were around. But the way that the skins work, there's only, I needed to have 12 represented. But each person needed to be local 
and they needed to be in that correct skin. Mm -hmm. So it was a very difficult thing to be able to not only locate the, the, the person, but have them say yes to my, you know, crazy project in the pandemic <laughs> and bear their skin for me. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it, and it's a very vulnerable kind of thing to be able to bear yourself like that. And I was so grateful that I found 12 people and that Celestina said that she would do it. Um, because again, when we when we made this in February, when we come up with the idea in February, everything was very much shut down. Like nothing was opened yet, but I knew it would eventually open back up and I knew we'd be able to do it. But at the same time, there was a fear. There was, you know, restrictions. I know it was so difficult, but it came together beautifully. And even though each of the 12 people are not necessarily in that same skin again. Like for instance, Amy is no longer in Virgo. She's now in Libra and you were newly transitioned into Aquarius. Like yes. you had just made the, the, the transition. So it was like, you still have a good, at this stage, you, you have a good year and a half to go or maybe like a year, <laughs> but um, it was a very select, you know, the, the timing had to be perfect. And, but what happened with those pictures? So they were done. Celestina delivered them to me in November. And then I put them together in the presentation, which I showed to all of you in March. And then they released out into the world in May. It's so beautiful. I just have chills thinking about them because it's just such a unique way to, to share, you know, this concept in yeah, a way that- yeah, that it humanizes it and it adds just this really beautiful, like vulnerable, but people. cosmic element to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and just so everybody knows, the actual presentation, if you want to see um, what Lena's talking about, it's on feedyourmoon.com. It, it's it's on the, the full presentation is there. It's about four minutes and it really goes through it you can see every single um, picture that w is part of the presentation and it goes through what the skins are about and it's set to music. Like, you know, it, it was, it, it, it's really fun to watch it. I love the mantras that you made that go with each of them, because I think that truly depicts, you know, the, the true essence of each of the skins. And, th and that's in the book, like each of the, um, because I have, I have mantras for each of the, the skins because you should be, you know, I, I believe in mantras. I believe in like having power messages around yes. us. And, um, like for you in the Aquarius skin, it's getting in touch with your originality and, you know, it, it really is, uh, everybody who I speak to they agree with it. You know, like these yeah. mantras were not just whipped up. It's because, and that's something else that's in the book. Like there's a lot of stories. Of course, the people, their real names are not, um, I, I didn't use real names. I, I, you know, changed the names for the book purposes, but there's a lot of stories about how people have used these skins and what they have done. And, uh, which of course makes it, it's one thing, to have like a reference astrology book or, but I wanted something more meaningful. I wanted it to be something that people 
could read easily, no matter your level of astrology. Because some astrology books can be very um, weighty and very needy and very boring. There, it's just so much, and if you have no idea, you're just like, "What? What the the eighth house and the, the transits and the moon?" And it's just like, it can be so much, especially when when you want to learn more about yourself. You're like, "I have no idea where to start." And I mean, right. that's thank goodness for people like you who can break it down in a very accessible and grounded way, so that we can we can learn more about ourselves from a very you know, universal, you know, place, because I truly believe that astrology is, you know, the universal compass for everything. It's just such a great, positive way of framing the world. And from so many different aspects to like, like a lot of people call me an astrotherapist and they love to, and believe me, I am a very big advocate of uh, mental health. And I'm a, you and I have spoken about this before. I'm a huge advocate of traditional therapy, like, but to know how to frame what's going on in your life and your feelings and, and what is happening through the eyes of the planets and the constellations, like it brings a whole new awareness. And one of my favorite uh, quotes in the book, and I wrote it because I believe it myself, astrology makes sense when nothing else does. Mm, yes. Yeah. And, and, and I, there's a, a whole story. You'll read it in the book. Like I give you my background with my daughter and how she was very sick when she was a baby and how I ended up, you know, actually, even though I grew up with astrology, my dad is also an astrologer. Like it, it wasn't something that I grew up thinking I was going to do. It wasn't until my daughter got sick and I needed to use astrology to help me through a really dark time that I really kind of found my gifts. But, um, I understand what it's like, like to be in that dark place and astrology is so fantastic for giving us courage to move ahead and also like it's nice to kind of know, like to validate why something is happening. Like if you're in a bad spot, you know, the last thing we want people to say is it's all going to work out. Everybody, it's going to be okay. It's, I feel like people, and it's, I, I feel like this myself, like, I want to know why I want to know why this is yeah. happening. What, what yeah. is the influence behind it? Like, why do I have to go through this? And if you frame it in the, in the, you know, using the planets as part of the story, it really brings it to life in a whole new way. I think so too. I think one of the things you taught me about was the Saturn return yes. and, and how, you know, close approaching your thirties when Saturn makes its way back to where it was when you were born and how, you know, so many people go through huge life transitions when that happens. And, you know, to know those kind of milestones and those markers of what's happening with the planets that we can kind of use to prepare, not prepare us, but kind of soften the blow a little bit of whatever is happening in our life. Yeah. I but, it, no, but, but I like that word prepare. Like it is, look, we all have to live life, right? Like even if you know a date is coming and, and this is, you know, what to expect, there still is a little bit of a surprise element to it. You've never experienced it. You, you, you could have somebody explain it to you and tell it to you, but you don't know until you live it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. 
That is so true. <laughs> but you know what's funny? <laughs> what, what's interesting? But what's interesting about you bringing up the Saturn return because that is such a pivotal time in our lives. Um, that happens approximately between every twenty-eight and thirty years. The skins you go through every single sign of the zodiac over approximately 27 years. So your full rotation around the Zodiac actually coincides with your Saturn return. Oh, that's so, right. And that's when, even though we're, even though we are an adult by the time we're 18, like I always am feel like as an astrologer that we're not truly an, an adult until we go through our Saturn return, because it's like, that's when you have to man up. That's when you have to woman up. That's when you've got to, um, it's, it's tough to become an adult. It's tough to yes. bear your responsibilities to, um, but at that stage you've gone through every single sign. And that's a, that is an important part of the conversation because that, a lot of people yeah. can stereotype the signs. And I really don't like that because every sign, and this is also symbolic in the, the cover and the cover is very, the cover is amazing. Lori Mena of Cosmic Collage did the cover for me. I'm a, a, an absolute fan of all of her work. I sent all of you guys journals. And so yeah. what I always said, in, I wanted a, a moon, a blooming moon, because I love flowers and I wanted this to be inspirational. And um, it was actually her that she came up with with the the light and the dark the black and the mm. white. And that's very symbolic of the skins because we go in, we go out, we go in, we go out. And there's yeah. always, there's a light to us and there's a shadow and every sign. When you go through the 12 signs, like one goes in, one goes out, one goes in, one goes out. So we're constantly always going through that, you know, light and dark phases, you know, going in and out, in and out. Like, if we just use you for an example, right now you're in a light, whereas the last skin was dark. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, because that was postpartum and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like the universal, you know, truth of the, you know, the dichotomy of the light and the dark. And I think we yes. forget how much we have to equally honor both of them. Absolutely. And the other thing is that, you know, it's necessary for our evolution. Uh, I, I think so many of us want to always stay in the light. And look, I can be guilty of that, too. So I'm not like <laughs> standing on a, a on a, you know, a pulpit and saying, like, you know, just follow the light. Like there is a lot of benefit of the dark. And you really like a lot of this book for me was written in dark phases, like it, some of it was written in light phases too, but I came to the greatest um, meaning of the book in my dark phase, in my darkest phases. So I, I really, there is something about that dark that's necessary in order to come mm. to the light. I completely agree because the dark is when we're transmuting and we're getting rid of that stuff and we're like deep, deep in it. And we're like, okay, don't need this anymore. Don't need this anymore. This is where I need to grow. This is where I need to change so I can bring myself back into that light. And be tr it's very, the dark is your truth, right? Like you have to, you, you find the truth. The other thing 
not to step away from the light and the dark, but something else that I have in the book is that I'm a very big um, advocate of um, opposites because I feel, and the signs, each sign has an opposite and you need it actually for balance. So I have a whole discussion about how you can find balance with the polarities of each Mm. of the signs because you need them. And so let's say like I'm a Pisces and my, my son is in Pisces and my exact opposite is Virgo. Like I discuss why those two signs actually, they may not agree on everything because they're opposites. They're at two opposite ends of the spectrum, but you need them in order to come to your ultimate truth. So like, again, it's, it's another, you know, you need that very opposite polarity in order to come to truth. It's so true. That's so true. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so You're excited welcome. for you and for your book and for this finally to be out in the world to, you know, to truly just give people another tool to help navigate this crazy world that we live in. <laughs> it makes sense when nothing else does. Yes, yes. So I'm going to continue this theme for my podcast what are your wise words to end on for anyone listening today? Well, listening, watching. Oh my gosh, I need to step up my game for anyone listening and or watching today who just needs, you know, a pick me up to step into their truth. What are your wise words to end on? The thing I want to tell everybody is that there's more to your story and never stop believing that. Never stop believing that this is the end, like keep going because there's so much more on the other side. And even if you're in your darkest moment or in one of those dark phases, just know that the light will come. And it's so important to use the moment that you're in because that's going to help cultivate and grow and allow you to be, you know, bloom. That's why I love flowers because I think about us blooming it's going to allow you to bloom. And the the other thing I want to say is that a lot of people, almost everybody gave me a no for this book. It was a lot of rejection to get this book out into the world. And finally, after so many no's, I said yes to myself. And that is so important for us to do. And I did get finally get a yes. And when I published my book, I had Barnes and Noble buy it for their stores. And they were the first, after myself, they were the first ones to say yes. And so if you want to buy the book, you can buy it online. But I also would love for you to go into a Barnes and Noble because they said yes to me and I want to support them. And I'm making my way through all the stores, one store at a time. But even if you are getting a lot of no's like I did, like that yes will come. And maybe it needs to begin with your yes, like I had to do. But once you say yes to yourself, I truly believe that everything else starts to fall into place. So don't, don't stop. Say yes to yourself and keep going and visit your Barnes and Noble. <laughs> That's my words well, of wisdom. thank you so I love it. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for listening to House of Enlightenedhood. As always, I am so grateful for your support. If you enjoyed the show, please share it or leave a review or subscribe. A little bit goes a long way. You can find me, your host, Lena Lemos, over on Instagram at I am Lena Lemos or Enlightenedhood. But honestly, 
there is so much more going on within our spiritual cooperative platform than is happening on social media these days. Until next time, you beautiful souls.